Hey, it's DJ Scruggs. Not only do Adam and I want to meet you in person, but I want you to have an opportunity to meet Brad Sumrock. We'll all be at an apartment syndication event that's coming up in Denver. There will be over 200 apartment investors from all over the country. And this may be your last opportunity to get tickets to the event because there are less than 20 tickets left. The Eventbrite link is in today's show notes. So scroll right now and get your tickets to this one of a kind event. The tickets are only $95 and I'm positive you'll get 100x that in value. So get your hotel and airline squared away now and I'll see you in Denver on June 5th. It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by realbluespruce.com. Welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I am DJ Scruggs. It's been a while, been a minute, but I'm here with my partner, Adam Adams. Well, hello, everyone. And we are celebrating a milestone. It's Milestone Monday. What are we celebrating, Adam? Well, two things. Today's episode number 50. Yeah. Last month. Uh, by the time this comes out last month, we've already closed on the one of our syndications. And mm-hmm. actually, two syndications should be closed by the time this comes out. Yeah. And uh, the first one, I, I apologize to all the women out there, but it felt like giving birth. <laughs> I mean, it was uh, it was hard to get that deal to close. I put that on my Facebook. I put... I just said, hey, everybody, we, we finally closed on this. It took like... The first one took like eight months. Yeah. And people were like already likening it to giving birth so yeah it it was and it wasn't i mean raising the money actually wasn't the problem i mean a lot of times with with um you know this is our first larger multifamily it was raising the money went relatively smoothly um the lender whose name i'm not gonna say but it rhymes with what does it rhyme with? <laughs> the, it, it rhymes with reach right out to us right now if you want to know who not to use. Yes, exactly. Um, and they were just um, a pain, you know? I mean, just every, literally every single step of the way, they they didn't think in terms of solutions. All they thought about was in terms of problems. And, and to illustrate what I mean, so we have to fill up this, uh, application form, right? To apply for the loan, right? And they send you a PDF and you fill it out. It's got a bunch of stuff it asks for. And then there's an application fee of $7,500. So, okay, fine. You got to pay it. That's, that's the way it goes with this. And in the, in the contract, the contract that I signed, it says, you know, you can send us the money by check to this address or you can wire it to this account number, yeah. right? So we, we weren't in a big rush at that point. So I just mailed it and then I told them, Hey, I mailed the check and they called me and said, no, we need you to wire it. But they didn't call you that day. Didn't they wait until like a day or two after you mailed it? Did I think so. No, I think it was the next day. Okay. Cause I, cause I replied pretty quickly. Hey, the check's in the mail. <laughs> and they called me and said, no, don't do that. Wire it. And I'm like, why do you have this in your contract? You know, you're already like showing me that you guys don't follow your own contracts. And that was that should have alerted me to the problems ahead. You know, after that we had this big conference call. First of all, there's about eight people working on this on their end, and it's never clear who's in charge, and they don't have any kind of a workflow system. So it's all just just a mountain of emails. You know, here's an attachment, there's an attachment, and just it was just shocking like how unorganized they were. And in the very first call, I explained, you know, I laid out the deal to them. I 
you know, I knew they'd have some questions about how the equity was structured and who's the guarantor and all that. And I had notes and I explained all of that to them. And then over the course of the next three months, they would come back and ask me questions I had already an answered, you know, it, and one of them almost blew up the deal because they didn't like the way the equity was structured. And they didn't tell me that until nearly 60 days after that call. And I said, guys, you knew this, you've known this for two months, you know, and now you're bringing me a problem. And, and that was the way they worked. They didn't say, well, here's a way you could structure it. That would be good. Right. They just sort of said, this doesn't work. Uh, and they want us to put up a lot more money. So fortunately our broker, who I will give a shout out to Greg Downey at uh, IPLoanExchange.com, He came to the rescue and offered uh, a solution that basically just means moving equity around into, into different people's hands um, for the sake of, you know, basically what the bank is or the lender is looking for is skin in the game, right? Do you own enough of this asset that if it starts to go south, it, you're going to be really worried about it. And so we did all that. It was all just a paper transaction. There was no money that needed to change his hands, but they wanted us to put in something like $60,000 more for no real reason. So yeah, that's end of the rant. We're, we're, we're very happy about the deal. It's in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Um, it's in the Black Rock neighborhood. A lot of people, when they, when I tell them we're buying in Bridgeport, they're like, what, why are you buying there? Cause everyone, it seems is buying down in Texas. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we love the neighborhood. It's, it's, it's been on a upward trajectory for the last five years. It's transitioning. It's, it's really the hipster spot. It is the place to live if you're in Bridgeport and believe it or not, um, people live there and commute to New York, even though it's an hour and 20 minute train ride. Uh, it, it's the price difference is, is, is great enough that it works. And what's the, what's the cash on cash to our passive investors on that first one? It should be 9% plus. I mean, okay. it's, it's a projection. So obviously I'm not promising anything, but I, I think it'll, I, I'm very comfortable saying 9%. Great. And, and I know we, uh, we have already, uh, by now we've already done at least one distribution, which is mm -hmm. like yes, almost at 9%, right? Yes. Because of the, the delay, you know, we ended up eating this and I'm not complaining. The investors were like, boy, you've had our money for a long time. And so we did a distribution based, taken out of our acquisition fee. Um, because we love our investors and we don't want them to have a bad taste in their mouth. And we felt like, even though I was ranting and raving about the lender a little while ago, that's on us. You know, it's our job to make that process go better, faster, and uh, more easily. So, you know, in my mind, it was, it was a no brainer to pay out this, this dividend to investors. DJ, can you explain an acquisition fee so that listeners know what that means? Sure. So an acquisition fee, typically, and, and really any kind of syndication, I, I think it probably varies by industry, but typically, you know, let's say you're buying a property for, uh, let's use uh, $5 million as a, just a round number. And you may get a loan for 80% of that. So that's 4 million at the bank. And then you go out and you raise another million. That's mm -hmm. not the exact numbers. There's other numbers involved, but that gives you some ballpark numbers. And so as part of that, what we do as a syndicator is we take an acquisition fee and that fee can range from anywhere. Um, well, in some cases it can be zero. And the rule of thumb is if you find one investor, so that million dollars, one person comes in and says, I'll do the whole thing. Then you don't take an acquisition fee because they've, they've made your life really easy. <laughs> um, but most of the time you're, you're raising money from multiple investors. So you take a percentage of the total deal. So that $5 million deal um, will take anywhere from, you know, two to 5%. So it could be as, 
as low as what's that a hundred thousand dollars yeah and as high as uh five hundred thousand dollars usually you'll see them in the three three and a half percent range and that covers that that basically helps us operate so the closing costs for people who are new to syndication want to understand it you have closing costs that are associated with all the typical stuff you see title and you know filings and all that um but you also have costs associated with the deal like the attorney you pay to draw up the, the agreement. And, uh, and in the case I mentioned the $7,500 acquisition fee, I mean, I'm sorry, $7,500 application fee. So those are typically part of the closing costs and separate from the acquisition fee. Mm -hmm. So just people, so people understand how these all fit together. Thank you. So acquisition fee on paper, it looks like pure profit, right? But in practice, I mean, we've got an office here. We have lights we have to keep on. We have, you know, several people to pay for yeah, the last few months. Lots of expenses just associated with, um, you know, keeping the flywheel spinning here. So it, it's still a, a good chunk of money. I mean, if you're looking to get into multifamily as a syndicator, it's, you know, that's one of the real benefits is that acquisition fee. But don't think it's pure profit. I mean, it, it really... Uh, it, it really goes to the company to help us manufacture more deals. That's what, I, that's kind of what I think of what we do. We, we don't find deals, we manufacture them. Mm -hmm. And if you're just buying based on, you know, what someone is asking, unless they're nuts, <laughs> they're probably asking too much. And so you really have to get creative in, in figuring out what it is they want. Is it just money or just something else? And then structuring your deal in a way that, that works for all parties. Perfect. Anything else you wanted to share before we let the listeners go? I'm just so psyched. That's all I can say. I'm so psyched that we got through this. Uh, I was talking with the property manager earlier today and she, she worked for the previous seller. We, we kept her on and she said, I didn't think you guys would get it done because just every time I turned around, there was a new delay. And I was like, surely these guys are going to give up. Uh, <laughs> I felt like giving up. Yeah. At times, I, at times I did, but that's often, I mean, um, one of the, uh, there's, a, there's a great quote from, um, if, if you go Google the last lecture, I forget the guy's name, but he was a, um, a professor at, I want to say Carnegie Mellon, one of those guys who everyone knew and loved. He was a computer science professor and he actually, um, not to be a downer, but he had brain cancer and he was going to be dying within a year. And so he did a final lecture for everyone. And what, and, he, and he, the, the real hack there is he did it for everyone at the school, but he also did it for his young children. He's like, I'm not going to be yeah. around and I want them to know the lessons I've learned in life. And I bring all that up just to say that he said that life puts obstacles in front of you to prove that you want it bad enough. And so, you know, at times we were frustrated and, you know, tearing our hair out, but we wanted it bad enough and we were able to get this deal done. The first one's always the hardest. So yeah, for me and for you guys, the listeners, I highly encourage you, whatever type of creative real estate you, type, you try to do, think outside the box and be persistent and determined because if you do, you will win. And once this first one, this first syndication, fifth apartment building, but first mm -hmm. syndication is completely closed and their investors are getting paid, it's going to be very, very easy on the next one and the next mm -hmm. one, both to raise money and to look good in front of uh, sellers and brokers. Yeah. And just to figure out what's nonsense and what's real. There you go. There you <laughs> go. Focus on the real. So yeah. Happy episode 50. Thank you, DJ, for coming back. We have been busy, busy, busy. So it was really nice to have you here. 
And guys, go out there and think outside the box. Buy your multifamily, buy your single family, get your lease options, your subject twos, but make the start right now today. This is the way that you're going to start making your fortune is to make these moves regardless of if it takes eight or nine months. Mm-hmm. You could be having a baby in this time. It is okay <laughs> because it's, it's the little steps that you do every single day. Don't give up. Be determined, and you're going to make it. Hey, it's DJ Scruggs. Not only do Adam and I want to meet you in person, but I want you to have an opportunity to meet Brad Sumrock. We'll all be at an apartment syndication event that's coming up in Denver. There will be over 200 apartment investors from all over the country, and this may be your last opportunity to get tickets to the event because there are less than 20 tickets left. The Eventbrite link is in today's show notes, so scroll right now and get your tickets to this one-of-a-kind event. The tickets are only $95, and I'm positive you'll get 100x that in value. So get your hotel and airline squared away now, and I'll see you in Denver on June 5th.